Welcome, everybody, to Tokens of Wisdom. I'm your host, Dave Rothschild, a partner at Cole Freeman & Mallon, a boutique law firm based in San Francisco with one of the leading private fund practices on the West Coast. Before we dive into the episode, like always, please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show. Nothing I say here is legal investment or tax advice. All right. Well, it's Tuesday afternoon, June 27th, and I woke up this morning to a new episode of the Unchained podcast by Laura Shin. Unchained is one of my favorite crypto-related podcasts. I listen to pretty much every episode, and today's episode was incredible. Laura had on Aaron Kaplan, the co-CEO of Prometheum which is a trading platform that recently acquired a special purpose broker-dealer license for trading digital asset securities, and Rodrigo Serra, Paradigm Special Counsel. Let's just say the conversation got a little heated. See, Aaron and Prometheum claim to have found a legally compliant path to proceed in the digital asset ecosystem. They're trying to comply with existing securities laws and embrace the fact that digital assets are just securities and you can just follow the existing laws and nothing new is needed. Rodrigo, working at Paradigm, paradigm disagreed to say the least. Laura did a, an admirable job of moderating this debate, but it was fairly clear to me that she was more sympathetic to Rodrigo's side of the argument than to Aaron's. And it won't surprise my loyal Tokens of Wisdom listeners to learn that I agree completely. I found a lot of Aaron's claims to be evasive and not particularly persuasive, and that's why I'm doing today's show. I thought Laura and Rodrigo did a fantastic job rebutting most of his more outlandish takes, but there were a few that I wanted to drill down on deeper. Literally, as I was listening to this podcast this morning, hiking up the giant hills of San Francisco, I was screaming into my headphones in frustration. Passersby on the street were looking at me like I was a crazy person. This being San Francisco, that was not terribly surprising to them, so they just crossed the road and went on with their day. But nonetheless, I thought to myself, you know what? I don't have to just yell into my own headphones. I have a microphone on my desk that I can yell into instead. So lucky you, Tokens of Wisdom listeners, here's what I thought about some of Aaron Kaplan's more outrageous claims. Ultimately, Aaron effectively exposed the vacuity of the Come On In and Register caucus, headlined by Gary Gensler and promoted by Prometheum. Because register all the products you want, if you can't list any assets, nobody's going to use your platform and nobody will be protected. If you build it, they still won't come, unless there are baseball players on the field. So claim number one, Laura and Rodrigo were pressing Aaron on what digital asset securities Prometheum can list on its platform, because having a license as a special purpose broker dealer and an ATS license means that they can only trade legally compliant, quote, digital asset securities, unquote. So what does that mean? What tokens can you actually list? Well, Aaron kept saying that we can list any registered security or properly exempt crypto asset security. What does that mean? He couldn't seem to answer that specifically. But at one point, he claimed to be able to list any properly registered or exempt token, including those that are issued under Form D. He actually referenced Form D as one exemption that would allow Prometheum to trade an asset on its platform. Unfortunately for Aaron, he clearly had not been listening to his tokens of wisdom, because if he was, he would be well aware of the fact that Regulation D is an issuer exemption for privately placed securities. In other words, it only applies to sales by an issuer in a private 
placement. No security can be sold under Reg D in a public sale. You can't just list a Reg D asset on Coinbase or anywhere else because that wouldn't be a private transaction. You would lose the exemption for registration. And if I am the owner of a token and I want to go sell it somewhere, Reg D is inapplicable anyway. I'm not the issuer of that security and therefore I can't use Reg D. There are other exemptions that might be available for resales of private securities that you already own, but Reg D is not one of them. To claim that people can sell digital asset securities and reliance on Reg D on his platform is not accurate. So that begs the question, what exemptions might allow a digital asset security to trade on a platform like Prometheum's? Great question. And there was a robust discussion about Rule 144 and how it might allow digital asset securities to trade on the platform. Now, Rule 144 is a reseller exemption. It allows the owner of a private security to resell that private security without having to go through the registration process with the SEC in respect of that resale. So now we're talking, now we're cooking with gas. This is the kind of transaction that might fit within Prometheum's realm. The problem for tokens is at least twofold. So this might work, But as Rodrigo cleverly pointed out, it's a very case-by-case basis. What Rule 144 requires at its baseline is a minimum holding period. So if you want to resell a private security without registering it with the SEC, and you want to do so in reliance upon Rule 144, so the first thing that it requires is a minimum holding period. Aaron was saying it's one year and one day, and then you can resell under Rule 144. Now, that's technically true, but that one-year holding period applies to my ownership of a given token. That means that anybody who wants to sell an asset on Prometheum's system has to somehow prove to Prometheum that they've held the token for at least one year. How do they do that? Is it enough for these sellers to make a representation to Prometheum that they've held the token for one year? Does the relevant blockchain have to be hard-coded to prohibit transferring until someone has held a token for one year? Are there any blockchains that are so designed? Are there any tokens that might meet that requirement? Who knows? How are you going to verify that for each transaction that's listed on your platform? It's going to be very difficult to do, and this is one of many reasons why there are no tokens listed on Prometheum currently. Second, there are additional requirements under Rule 144 if you are an affiliate of an issuer. As much of our securities laws, affiliate is a concept that is kind of tricky to apply in the context of a token issuance. It's relatively simple to figure out who is an affiliate of a company. Executive officers, directors, major shareholders, people who are deemed to control the entity that issues the stock. But what about a token? Who even is the issuer? I thought Rodrigo's use of ETH as an example was particularly instructive because it illustrates just how difficult this concept is to apply in the world of digital assets. It is a securities concept that does not translate overly well. We need new rules for this digital asset ecosystem. Who is the issuer of ETH? It's not clear. Who controls ETH? Who are its directors, its executive officers, its major shareholders? Do you have any idea? No. Well, then how do you know if they're an affiliate? If you don't know whether they're an affiliate, then you don't know if these extra rules apply to sales under Rule 144, and you don't know whether a given sale is actually compliant with Rule 144. This is like a spider web of issues. I could keep going and going. I mean, even if a digital asset security is not itself restricted, if it's in the hands of an affiliate and then sold to somebody else, the person who buys it from an affiliate, all of a sudden owns a restricted security, and then they have another one-year holding period. Okay, next claim of Aaron's that I thought was incorrect and I needed to point out. SAFT, Simple Agreement for Future Tokens. There is a distinction between the SAFT itself and the token that is eventually issued pursuant to the SAFT. Aaron seemed to think that the SAFT and the token were one and the same thing. Rodrigo made it very clear that that's not the case. I thought it bared extra highlighting. Aaron kept claiming that token issuers are filing Form Ds in respect of their tokens, when what he meant is they're filing Form Ds in respect of their SAFT instruments. 
A SAFT is a contract. It is an investment contract. It meets the elements of the Howey test. Entities enter into these contracts to gain funding to develop a token. Their goal is to issue a token that is not itself a security. Now, putting aside whether that is achievable or not, and I think it is, but I think the rules should be clarified to make that explicit, there is clearly a distinction between the SAFT instrument itself, which everybody agrees is a securities offering, and the subsequent token that may or may not be issued. Analogize it to a startup company. A startup company raises capital through a funding round. They sell shares to an investor. The investor gives them money. The company uses that money to develop a product that they want to sell to the world that is not itself a security. That's very similar to what happens with a SAFT and token developments. Somebody issues a SAFT, which is a security, in exchange for money to investors. Those people then use that money to develop a token that they hope will have some utility and will not be a security and eventually issue the token to the investors. That token might be a security. It might not be a security. It would be great if there were very clear rules that laid the groundwork for when it is and when it is not a security. But there is clearly a distinction between the SAFT instrument itself and the subsequent token that may or may not be developed using that money. Third claim, and probably the most infuriating and disingenuous of all of them, is that Prometheum has found the compliant path forward for crypto. And if only other market participants weren't so duplicitous as to claim that we needed new regulation to govern this industry, everybody could just follow Prometheum's path and take the compliant road. He kept referencing FTX and Sam Bakeman Freed in the context of, well, your choice is either to take the compliant path that already exists and comply with existing securities laws, or you are a fraudster like FTX and SBF. I don't think that that is the choice. It's not a choice between, here, fit square pay peg into round hole or commit fraud. There is another path. That path is new legislation, new rulemaking. I talked about this a little bit in the episode about the SEC's case about Coinbase. But securities laws are designed to give investors information to level the playing field, give them the information that they need to make an informed decision about the asset that they may or may not purchase. The way they are constructed today is with traditional securities in mind, securities that give you some legal right against an issuing entity. Digital assets are simply different. Their value is frequently not tied to the performance of an operating business. It's tied to the utility of an underlying set of software code, smart contracts, the blockchain, information about the directors and officers and, and revenue projections that are required disclosures for public securities, just completely inapplicable or just don't make sense in the context of digital assets. And the information that investors need to know is not mandated to be disclosed by issuers of securities. Aaron kept coming back to claim that, that the only path forward is to comply with existing laws and that's the only way to protect investors. Well, explain to me exactly how investors will be protected by a platform that can't attract any investors because it has no assets that it can list, because there are no assets that can comply with the registration requirements applicable to securities, because those requirements don't make sense for the assets that it wants to trade. No investor will be protected by Prometheum's compliant path forward if no investor uses Prometheum's platform. And no investor will use Prometheum's platform if Prometheum doesn't list any tokens for sale. Well, now that all that boring regulatory analysis is out of the way, it's time for the part you've all been waiting for. The legal disclaimer. In this show, I describe laws and regulations from a 10,000-foot view, and while this should be obvious to most, I need to say it nonetheless. This show is for informational purposes only, and nothing said here constitutes legal investment or tax advice. If you're thinking about starting a fund or you're curious about what's involved, this show is a good resource as you explore your options. But if you're going to pull the trigger and launch a fund, please engage an attorney to assist you. Thanks for listening to Tokens of Wisdom with Dave Rothschild. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, follow, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about us. Last but not least, if you have any questions about what we discussed today, feel free to send us an email at TOW at ColeFreeman.com, spelled out in the show notes. 